Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello. Welcome, everyone. NXT TakeOver Night 2 post-show. It's about the 300th show of the week that we're doing here on Fightful. I'm Jeremy Lambert. Joined once again by Mr. NXT, Alex Pulowski. Alex, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I've, I've, I've been asking myself uh, for the past, I don't know, feels like an hour, why am I so violent? And I still don't understand the answer. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Why are you violent, Alex? You've got to look I, at your that's, hands, that's, Alex. You've got to look at your... There we go. Why am I so violent? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so violent. Also here... Perhaps you've heard of her. I don't know. I mean, do you really like do anything, Denise Alcedo? I'm kind of a nobody, Jeremy. So yeah. I just come in here and, you know, hope to make a buck or two on these streams. And that's kind of about it. But hey, well, guess what? This is our, you know, I think this is officially my first ever pay-per-view post show on Fightful. Like this is history being made right now. This is history for a couple of reasons. One, the last time we were on screen together, you made me cry, and that was very mean. <laughs> Two, like I'm used to hosting these post-takeover shows because Sean messages me at like 3 p.m. the day of the show and is like, hey, there's a media call. Can you host the, the takeover show? I was like, yeah, sure, I can. Next time we do this, you will be hosting. So you're bumping me out of this hosting spot as well. Well, actually, Jeremy, that's news to me because Sean doesn't tell me anything at all, at all. I don't find out anything unless I ask or I see it being promoted. So you actually just broke the news to me because I was unaware of that. Wait, how do you, you didn't know this? What did you think no. was happening? No, I don't know. I was just like, <laughs> I don't want to step over anyone's toes. I didn't want to step over your toes, Jeremy, and be like, oh, hey, right. step aside. Let Denise Salcedo run the show. <laughs> I would much rather I would much rather you run the show. I like just to get in here, make my jokes, pop my friends and stuff, and, and that's it. What about I, Alex? I like... Why are we kicking him out? I don't Alex know. has his own NXT show. Alex I do. is doing I, the solo I, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. I I do the thing on, on Tuesdays. I'll show up for takeovers if you guys will have me, but 
you know what I don't want I don't want to step on anybody's toes either. Let's <laughs> all keep to all of our toes unstepped on, and we'll all be good. That's that's the thing. I want I'm I don't want anybody's to- no toes. No keep toes. the toes nice and safe. All right, keep yeah. the toes safe and sound. <laughs> oh, why? why? Suck it, Sean. Nobody invited you. <laughs> This okay, literally, that is Sean Ross Sapp's dream come true to be Denise Salcedo because you are so obsessed. You are so obsessed with trying to top me that now you're even taking my lower third and making me cut out Jeremy's face. Is that why Sean Waltman had me on his show before you? Sean, I don't want to hurt your feelings about that. I'm not even going to tell you anything about that because I don't want to hurt your feelings on your own show. He's gone. He's out. Uh, gotta send in your super chats uh, a, a sad way to open this show as uh, the jam one bald Ollie says also RIP DMX 50 is way too young pass away yes RIP DMX um, that's tough very yeah. tough uh, let's get into well Ricardo Holt says Denise looks great take over rocked hard there you go Denise getting the, the Denise I, how's my lighting is this okay I know I'm it's so not like self-care but like, I'm so proud of you. I'm sorry, but I love good lighting. I'm proud of Alex. I'm proud of you right now. So right. yes, this is the, the the Hollywood Salcedo standard. Light yourself up. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad I can. I'm glad I can make you proud here. Uh, Jam one Ollie Bald Ollie also says overall I give the edge to night one. It's a better uh, better one, but night two had the better final two matches. Match of the pay per view though was Walter and Tommaso Ciampa. Let's get let's get into things. All right, we opened up with the pre show. Number one contender, tag team titles, uh, Brizongo against Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Killian Dane and Drake Maverick win. They will move on to face MSK at some point in the near future. Alex, thoughts? Well, okay. So um, there was a there was a deal with uh, Killian Dane where he was like out of action for a week, but he was supposed to do something. So they they explained why he was out of action because uh, by by saying that Imperium kidnapped him. It was the same weekend that Imperium kidnapped Timothy Thatcher. And that was why Tommaso Ciampa challenged, uh, uh, challenged somebody from Imperium. And it was like, oh, well, I'll take your, I'll take your big guy, Walter. Because if you're going to kidnap my boy, Timothy Thatcher, then I'm going to come after you. And that was the same reason Drake challenged Walter to a match. Remember when Walter almost killed Drake? Because they kidnapped Killian Dane. And now Killian Dane's back. What happened? Was, it, was that a thing that, that didn't actually happen? I wanted to know how Killian Dane escaped from the clutches of Imperium. But other than that, I thought it was a good match. Denise? Well, I can't disagree with what Alex said there because, yeah, at the same time, like, if you're going to start something, might as well, you know, finish off those question marks that people may have. But aside from all of that, I'm actually very glad that they did this pre-show match, not only for the fact that, you know, A, that it actually had stakes in this match, gives the, gives MSK already an up-and-coming challenge, but the fact that they had Bree Zango and Drake Maverick and Killian Dane, uh, two, two teams respectively, that don't necessarily get all of the – they're not on TV each and every single week getting these opportunities to really kill it. So the fact that they actually were able to have this match here tonight on the pre-show, I thought was the perfect way to, the perfect match to have on the pre-show period. So I liked that. I honestly, 
I didn't even mind whoever was going to win this match. I thought, you know, I love seeing Dane and Maverick work together. They have a very unique chemistry as a tag team. And then, you know, with Bree Zango, they really are that team that I feel has been trying to find their stride. And obviously, you know, on the main roster, they were sort of seen as this like comedic tag team. But we've been seeing the direct opposite of that on NXT. But even then, I still feel because of who they were on Raw and SmackDown and all of that, that. I think sometimes they're not always taken as seriously on NXT. So I was very happy to see them in this uh, in this matchup to, you know, possibly be facing up MSK. So I thought that both teams deserved it. And I was happy with the outcome. I thought it was the right outcome. I feel bad for Brizongo. Like, I, I think they could do so much more with them. Were they tag team champions at one point for like they a were. week? They, they were. were champions for about a, a month, month, maybe six weeks. Um, and that was good because that was somehow – the first gold that Tyler Breeze has had at all under WWE's yeah. umbrella, which is kind of crazy. Maybe but, I'm, um, I'm just popping for Tyler Breeze because I like him on Up, Up, Down, Down. Yeah, well, no, he's he's great. And I, I love that they came out in their pirate gear and that Breeze wrestled half the match wearing his pirate cloak. <laughs> uh, that was that was all good. Um, and my hope is still that they're going to circle back to the whole Killian Dane possibly joining Imperium thing uh, because this... Uh, but no, they, they they did that like on TV. He was cited talking to like Alexander Wolf, like, "What are you wasting your time with this guy? Come back, come be with with real fighters." I, I wouldn't mind Killian Dane like like joining up, like like trimming down the beard to a nice little goatee and cutting like to a buzz cut, like completely changing who he is to become part of Imperium. It would be a shot in the arm for him. Although I do love this tag team. Agreed. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna see Killian Dane in Imperium. I do hope we get that wrapped up. And I think what's gonna end up happening is, I think Dane's gonna stick with Maverick. And I'm throwing this out of left field. Killian Dane, Walter. That's where we're going. All right, you're gonna bang on each other. That's what uh, we're there. Would still have to do a lot with Killian Dane to get him up to that level of being a potential challenger. In my they opinion, they just gave Rampage Brown a title shot. They can give <laughs> Killian Dane a title shot at Walter. It doesn't even need to be a title match. Yeah, like, if Walters hasn't head, headed back over across the pond yet, tape the match tomorrow and run it on next. Run it on Tuesday, and, and like hey. you know, it'll be fun. Hey. hey, the more Walter, the better. Yes, there we go. I like that. Uh, Brandon Charles says, great way to start the post-show. Alex asking philosophical questions. Denise and Jeremy around two with the SRS running. Denise and I are fine. We got the Taylor <laughs> Swift album to celebrate in an hour, all right? We're, I we're know, we do, good. actually. We really do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kicking off the show ladder match to determine the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion, Santos Escobar gets the victory. He headbutts Jordan Devlin off of the ladder, sending him crashing through a ladder that was propped up in the corner. Highlights of this match were uh, Devlin's moonsault off the ladder and the the Spanish fly off the ladder as well. What did you think of this match and Santos Escobar as the undisputed Cruiserweight champion, Denise? All right, so... First of all, I just got to give props where props is due, and that is to Santos Escobar because he has seriously, he has just been doing such great stuff as champion. I really do think that he has been bringing the star presence in all of this, and I don't want to, I'm not going to bury Jordan Devlin because that's not where I'm trying to get at here, but when both of these guys came out, 
what if let's say I didn't watch wrestling whatsoever. I was just a casual viewer and I saw both of these guys come out. I would look at Santos Escobar, the way that he came out looking fantastic in his gear, the way that he, you know, just brought himself like to life. He comes across and I he comes out and I think star. Star, star, star. And unfortunately, I didn't think the exact same thing when Jordan Devlin came out, which obviously this is just as, uh, you know, just watching something in terms of like appearance. Now, for the actual match itself, I very much enjoyed this match. I thought that both Jordan Devlin and Santos Escobar absolutely killed it in this match. It was probably one of my favorite matches of tonight. Now, I might as well start off by saying this too, is that I did, I honestly did not think that night two compared to night one. I really did think though that stand and deliver night one top to bottom was a lot better than night two but with that being said i love this match i especially love the finish when santos escobar headbutted dev um headbutted headbutted devlin and he landed straight onto the ladder like i had forgotten that ladder was there so when he fell straight through in there and you just see the ladder break in half i thought that was a very impactful way and i didn't even mind the i didn't even mind uh the interference, I didn't mind that at all because it was a ladder match. So I didn't feel that it, I actually thought that it actually helped. It, it didn't, it didn't bother me at all. And I know a lot of people think like, okay, with interferences in WWE, we see them a lot. But in this match, I actually thought that it worked and that they used it to their advantage. So overall, one of my favorite matches for the night. And I am so happy that Santos Escobar won. I thought he was definitely the right guy to win because he has been doing a lot for that title. And I think he can continue doing a lot more as champion. Alex. Uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge uh, Santos Escobar fan going back to his days in Lucha Underground. King Cuerno was like one of my favorite characters uh, in all of wrestling, like for the last decade. Um, just this guy who came out wearing a deer's head on his head to the, to the ring. He's just really, he's a, he's a, he's a big game hunter. And I thought, I really hope he can win, but I don't know if he's got enough, uh, space on his wall to mount Jordan Devlin's head. Um, I, I thought <laughs> that this was great. Um, and the thing I, I, I liked a lot about the use of the interference was that you could say it stopped Devlin from winning the match in that moment when they came out and pushed him off the ladder. But then Escobar's like, thanks, guys. You can leave now. And immediately after that, Jordan Devlin hit two more big moves. So it wasn't like the interference necessarily cost him the rest of the match. That story was told well. I still don't understand how you're booking Jordan Devlin to be a babyface. Like, that guy is eminently hateable. And I, I mean, like, taking aside all the stuff that happens out of the ring, in the ring, I've never seen buddy, anybody with a, with a, uh, a more punchable, uh, uh, face very punchable. Face. Yes, it's very huge. punchable. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's so punchable because you can just punch directly out, and you'll you're gonna hit face no matter in what direction you punch. That's that big the face because it's on the head. I um I think Santos winning is great. Um, and now you gotta really um give us a real contender, like because him being a heel champion is fantastic. They haven't booked anybody under the cruiserweight limit as part of the cruiserweight division because Lord knows there are guys. Like Leon Ruff would be a fantastic babyface cruiserweight uh, uh, challenger, but you you haven't booked him as part of the cruiserweight division yet. That would be a fun feud I'd like to watch. But you got to get a babyface who's rootable to go up against a heel who's who's as powerful as Santos is. 
I like that you mentioned Leon Ruff too, because he's been one of those guys that I've been consistently trying to put over because I don't think that he necessarily gets the, uh, he doesn't get the attention that he deserves or the praise that he deserves for what we've seen him do thus far. I think that he's very athletic and I think that if they took him seriously and they allowed the fans to take him seriously as well, he would be a great challenger uh, for Santos Escobar because yeah, and it was funny too when you said that uh, Devlin has a face that you can punch. I thought I was being mean when I said he didn't look like a star. You outmeaned me on this one. But seriously, no, no I, I agree in terms of like he just didn't match. He d- he didn't match the star presence for Santos Escobar. He, uh, I think he's a talented wrestler. I just think that like he he exudes that kind of unearned arrogance. Like he looks like in the dick. ring, like you know. Well, it's bit. He that, just kind of looks like a dick. That too. He, that, that too. <laughs> all right, cool. I was like, all right, I I'm gonna be mean to Devlin, but dang. The <laughs> Jam uh, one says Denise bearing Devlin confirmed Hollywood Salcedo strikes again. Apparently, we're being much more mean. Yeah, apparently. I had a problem with this finish because if you headbutt Jordan Devlin, I feel like you should fall over, not him. So I, I thought Santos. Well, if you notice, uh, Santos headbutted him in the chest. He wasn't going anywhere sure. near that noggin. No sure. way. Yeah, that that's that was smart. Uh, Devlin and Escobar was fire, says Ricardo Holt. Uh, Nerd Guru says Denise and Alex is a team I never knew I needed. But both What's Denise that? and Alex rule. All right, Denise and Alex fucking rule. I'll say that. Uh, Jam one says send Murphy to NXT after Mania to feud with Santos. Fine with that. They need to do something with Murphy. Like right? my, my 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 personal hope is uh, Mustafa Ali goes down because he's never been in NXT. Not spent one day there. Um, he, he was at two hundred five live and then went to the main roster. Um, he was the guy who needed that cruiserweight title when it was on two hundred five live, and he was in a perfect position for them to like push him to get it, and they brought him up to the to SmackDown, and that's it. Like once you're on the main roster, there's no more cruiserweight championship. I think if he showed up at, at we used to be full sale, uh, the CWC, he'd be an instant Uber baby face again. That crowd would would love him, would see through all the bad booking he had on the main roster, and you could have an amazing feud with Uber baby face Mustafa Ali versus Heel Santos Escobar would be awesome. Although I have liked what they've been doing with Ali the last two weeks, even though obviously he hasn't been winning. I do think that, you know, ever since they've sort of not officially separated him from retribution, but I have liked what they've been doing the last two weeks with him. Call us easy says, do you, uh, do you think that Santos roll through all the babyface cruiserweights because they were buying time for this unification match to happen? Or do they really believe in him? I mean, based on the fact that he won this match, I think they really believe in him and they They should because he's awesome. Like Denise, he looks like a star. He exudes star quality. And if they really want to go to Mexico, like Nick Khan said, Santos Escobar is the guy to kind of carry that torch now that Andrade is gone. Yeah. I mean, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go for it, Alex. No, no. I, I think that the reason they had him uh, roll through all the babyface cruiserweights is because the babyface cruiserweights were in no position to take the title off of Santos Escobar because they hadn't booked a babyface cruiserweight to be in that position. Once they start pushing somebody and actually doing it, like the one guy on, there's a guy over on 205 Live, Mansoor is undefeated. So, I mean, like you've been booking him like like an absolute, like uh, a freight train, rolling through everybody. Over there, without without the Braun Strowman sound effects, he's rolling through everybody on two hundred five live. Like, bring him over to NXT. Like, why not? They're shooting in the same space, same spot. Have if you if you're booking a guy to be undefeated on two hundred five live for what is it years now? There's no reason why he's not the top cruiserweight contender 
considering he's on the cruiserweight show. Not that I'm saying I want him to beat uh, Escobar, but if you're going to book a guy to be undefeated, you got to do something with it. It would make sense. Yeah. And here's the thing that I wanted to add to this, you know, that correlates with the super chat that we just got is that Escobar has been being, he's been protected too. Like not only has he made this title mean something, but he's been protected as in recall only him losing to cross. And even then that's not a bad loss considering that they had that awesome street fight on NXT, which was one of my favorite matches that I've seen really made cross look good, made Santos Escobar look good. And obviously, you know, cross see where he's at now, but in turn that loss did not, you know, it didn't hurt Santos Escobar. So aside from all of everything else, they've been protecting him. Like if he's somebody that in a couple of months, you know, he were to challenge for the NXT championship, I would say, yeah, you know what? I'd buy that. Why? Because he's been, he's been killing it, you know, with what he's doing right now as champion. Like I would buy it. You could even have someone like Roderick Strong come in and challenge for the Cruiserweights. All these guys are under 205 anyway. You can oh, just position I'm pretty them. sure I'm pretty sure O'Reilly is too. But yeah. after tonight, that's right. way below his ceiling. Yes. You don't you don't drop him down to that level. No, no, definitely not at all. Uh, next up, NXT Women's Tag Team Title Match. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon retain over the way. Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Shotzi, once again, ate shit on a dive. I feel very bad for her every time she does that suicide dive. Uh, Finish saw a double eclipse, and then Shotzi hit the uh, senton on Indy for the win. I feel like I've seen this match three times. I feel like I've seen this finish three times, and it's because I have. Alex, your thoughts? Um, I, I, think you, I think you and I, Jeremy, both wanted uh, Candice uh, and Indy to win simply because then it frees up Shotzi or Ember to face uh, Raquel because they really don't have a lot of options there other than like doing a rematch with EO. So a lot of people like as far as like baby face uh, challengers. Anyway, um, this was all great. I might, uh, I mean, it was fine. I, I, I like it. This is all, it's good. I can't help, but look at like, like a Shotzi and Ember and they come out on the tank with their like the crazy colored hair and all the like, like Mad Max esque stuff all over them, and it feels like 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 a Batman Forever slash dystopia uh, post apocalyptic movie that they're starring in by themselves that they don't that nobody else knows what's going on. Um, I think it's I think it's fine. It's, just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Shotzi and Ember together in this package is a lot. Um, and I really like their work in the in in the ring, but like as an act, I feel like they could like tone it down like a notch and a half, and I think it'd be better. All right, here we go. I got some thoughts on this one. So I'll start off with the match itself. I hated it. I didn't think it was good. It was not takeover worthy. And I feel like there was a lot of repetitive repetitiveness in this match. A lot of stuff that I've already seen before. There was nothing special that necessarily made me think, oh, yeah, I'm feeling it for this match. I did not feel that way for this match. And that sucks. I'm sorry. And now So I didn't like that aspect of it. And the reason why, this is one of the things that I do have to say. I do think that having more veteran women, and because we've been having Mickey James on commentary for this pre-show, I think Mickey James would be such a great addition to the NXT roster because she can help the girls that are not necessarily at that level yet. Indy, Indy Hartwell looked very stiff in this match. I think she's somebody that could benefit a lot from working with somebody like Mickey James. Uh, Shotzi, you know, that, that dive obviously was not good. That was, everybody was talking about that, and you obviously do not 
not want that in this match. So I do think having somebody like Mickey James on the roster to help these younger girls, I think would be a lot, a lot better. But with that being said, too, I do want to touch on Shotzi and Ember Ember as a tag team. I actually love the way that they're packaged and the way that they're presented as a tag team. And the reason for that is because they looked they look cool. There's nobody else that looks like them on the roster and they're standing out. Like if you think about all of the other, you know, women on the roster, heck, even some of the men, a lot of the people, they have a lot of the same things going on. There's not a lot of people that have something completely and utterly unique. I do think that Shotzi and I do think that Shotzi and Ember are unique. The only thing that I would change about their tag team dynamic, though, is that I would have Ember essentially be the workhorse of the team because I do think that she's a better worker than Shotzi but at the same time Shotzi could always be that person that gets the hot tag to really just rile up the crowd because that's where Shotzi has a very very strong suit in that she could bring this energy she could bring this liveliness into the match and that's not to say that Ember can do can't do that I just think that she would work better as the workhorse of the actual team and if they got that and they nailed that down I think that they could be an awesome tag team together but I don't want to keep seeing these exact same tag team matches that we've been seeing in the women's NXT division. I think that they really need to switch it up. There's so much um, that we're seeing that is pretty much the same. I think I'm going to need my lighter when I do these NXT post shows with Denise for the hot takes that, that you're spitting out here. Just, you know, get the fire going on this. Uh, I agree. Like, like we, the match wasn't that good. Uh, it's something we've seen. We've seen three times. It's the third time they booked this. Same finish, same everything. Uh, I love the idea of Mickey James coming on the roster, any type of veteran. Just do something, really what I want, just do something with this women's tag team division. All right, you introduce the titles, and then you've done the same match. Have some teams. Like, who are the teams that they have ready to go? Right there now? aren't any. This is yeah. it. Like, is they, it. Have, they have plenty of great women's wrestlers on this roster. I mean, the, the only other thing they can do is to make a Raquel a double champ. That's the only thing they can do. Like, which is something that WWE would love to I do. Know. They love doing yeah. it. Um, yeah. the, the, I will say one thing. The one thing I, because I, I think I enjoyed the match overall uh, more than either of you. But the thing that I hated the most was the finish. Um, uh, having a woman wait around to take the eclipse if she's not selling in the moment <laughs> is bad enough. Having two women do it so you can do a double eclipse where, like, the only way that works is if when Ember floats over. She grabs the woman in back by her head and smashes her onto the woman in front of her's head who smashes into her shoulder. But she didn't. She grabbed Candace and Indy had to, of her own volition, smash her own face into her tag partner's face so she could take the pin. It's stupid. Like, you don't have to do spots like that unless it's actually going to work and be believable. You don't have to. I, it's it's spectacle, hooray! But if it doesn't actually look like it's anything that could could, could work, I think the eclipse is an amazing move. And some women sell for it in the moment, so it looks like they're surprised by it. But if you're just standing there and waiting to take it, any any move that you wait to take, it just it 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 loses something from me. Right. Sexy pheasant says Mickey and Beth could really help this division. I don't think Beth is coming back. I think Mickey wants to and would. Yeah, Mickey definitely wants to. Yeah, yeah I think Beth is just kind of done. Uh, Ryan Lewis sent a super chat. No message. Ryan, if you if you have a message, send that in, and I'll read that. Uh, and Hannah says, I'd like to see a multi-women NXT match without a it's tower. Against, you know, it's, not, so it's a law. It's a, they passed a law in Florida, 
And if you don't do a, a Tower of Doom spot, they, they can fine you. It's, it's I'd like to see, man. Go to jail. I'd like to see any multi-person match without this stupid Tower of Doom spot. It doesn't right? get over anymore. Like I, I, I know that we're all supposed to be like, wow, it's happening. Look at all those bodies. I do not feel that way. It's a Canadian destroyer at this point. It's like, all right, cool. I see this in every match. Like, hey, just... I, still, I, still, I still pop for the Canadian destroyer. I'm one of the few people left. I I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it so much if the if the woman who does the power bomb from underneath doesn't have to sell like death after <laughs> she was the one who didn't take the move. Like you hit the, the power ring. bomb, go for the pin. The go ring the shakes pin. so bad, Alex. The reverberation of the ring hurts it's, the person. It's the vibrations. It's, yeah. It messes with their equilibrium. They're dizzy. What's that exactly. vibration song? How does it go? Good, good vibrations. Yeah, good. I, I don't know. Marky Mark. It reminded me. Is yeah. that who sings that? I thought it was the Beach Boys. Is it not the Beach Boys? It's the Beach oh, Boys. I was singing. I was singing Marky Mark. No, it's, <laughs> I was thinking the Beach Boys song. Oh no! It's, I was it's such a good vibration. Thank you. It's such thank a you. sweet sensation. Yeah, there yeah, that's, that's what I was. About. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Ricardo Hill says, "Miss the main event. Can't wait for spoilers from y'all." Uh, Adam Cole lost. <laughs> That's a spoiler. Yeah, that's a spoiler. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Nerd Guru says, get Bailey in there with the tech partner or just herself. That's fine. Do something with Bailey. She she doesn't need to go back to NXT, but do something. I I, I keep saying that that there's people on the main roster who are being have nothing to do. They could show up and like Mandy and Dana are are nothing on the main roster. They could be something back in NXT for for a month or two. Yeah. I had hope for them. Hannah says, <laughs> didn't we all? Didn't we all with every one of these women uh, on the tag team division? It says 10 out of 10 while the Florida would pass to 100%. They would yeah. pass it. Uh, Zia Lee with the thousand year old woman, Casey and Kaden, those are the only two teams I can think of. Look, man, Casey and Kaden, they just lost to Zia Lee with the thousand year old woman. So they, I don't they, know. They, Kaden got vaped to death. Yeah. Like she's dead now. <laughs> she got vaped to death. There was metal in her lungs. She's dead. Yeah, it's too I, bad I for Caden Carter. I don't, think, I don't think that's happening. Uh, NXT North American Championship. Johnny Gargano against Bronson Reed. Johnny Gargano remains the champion, hits a pair of uh, one final beats on Bronson Reed. Gargano's so good. Bumping his ass off for Bronson Reed in this one. About Bronson, well, he looked great. Uh, I love the moonsault, the Bam Bam Bigelow tribute moonsault. Looked like he got a little bit gassed out there at the end, but God bless Mr. Takeover, Johnny Gargano. Alex, your thoughts? Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Bronson Reed. I didn't think he was necessarily ready to be champion. I, I think it, I, hopefully his time will be soon. I love him adding the Bam Bam Bigelow moonsault to his arsenal. Um, mainly because I feel like they're just going to say, sorry, Otis does the big splash from, from the top rope. Actually, he does from the second rope. So you got to figure out something else. And he's like, sweet, I'll do something better. <laughs> um, I, I think that's great. I, I thought I liked the story they were telling that like he injured his ribs in the match last night. So he, so, so Johnny was working the ribs over this time. Anytime I see a guy that size though, like holding his belly and wincing, it just it gives me like like horrible flashbacks to like times I've I've had too spicy Mexican food. Like it just it just makes oh Let's I, talk about nice. <laughs> I listen. I don't. I don't listen. If I'm if I'm going to destroy my guts, I don't go to Taco Bell. I'll go to like the really high high class taqueria down the street. High class <laughs> meaning like it's 
all like Spanish-speaking immigrants there in Wisconsin. So you know it's good stuff. Um, anyway, that's that's just me. Um, I, I think that their Gargano is great, um, and he he's be, he's so much better as a heel than I ever thought he would be. Um, and and now you have a point where who are we building to take the title off of Johnny? Like the, the, the answer can't be, well, we'll see. The, the answer has got to be like, we have a plan. It's not going to be for a while, but we're going to start grooming somebody with victories over other contenders to get them to a spot where we can actually plug him into a real feud with Johnny to take that belt off of him. It can't just be like, well, Brunson Reed won a, won a gauntlet eliminator match and now he's champion. That's not good enough for what you're do what you've been doing with Gargano. He's got to have a real feud to take that belt off of him. I don't know who it's going to be with. Yeah. So I guess I'll start off by saying that one, I'm a big Bronson Reed fan as well. I've literally been hyping him up like any opportunity that I can get. And with that being said, I think I bought my own hype. I think I oversold it even to me because I do think that Bronson Reed out of the options that we had uh, to face Johnny Gargano in this match. I did think Bronson Reed was the best option to oh, have 100%. possibly the best match with him. However, I think because I hyped him up so much and I probably hyped up this match so much for myself that my expectations were a lot higher. And sadly, I do not think that this match necessarily met my expectations. I'm not going to go. It was not a bad match whatsoever. It was a good match. It wasn't Johnny Gargano takeover quality uh, for sure. It was not. And I didn't think that it was the best performance that I've seen of Bronson Reed. Maybe not the worst, maybe not the best. But I just necessarily, I think it was my own fault in this match where I set up my expectations way too high for it. And it just, they weren't met for this match whatsoever. Um, but either way, this was definitely the best scenario because I do not think that any other guy uh, could have necessarily had this match with Johnny Gargano. Or maybe they could have. Maybe that's, maybe that's a little too extreme for me to say. But seriously, though, I just think my expectations were a lot higher for this match. Of the I options think. that they presented in that, in that you, even going back to the battle Royal from, from before of those 12 guys that they, that they had originally for Bronson was the, was the best option. I oh, just going think, back to the battle Royal. We had done in Kushida in the battle Royal, but no, but I, I, I understand what you're saying. Cause she has already had his shot done versus Gargano. could be fun, but it's not like that's the option. Reed to me is, is the size discrepancy thing for Gargano as a heel is always going to get me. Like, as a heel, he can't work from underneath as a babyface. He's got to figure out a way to hurt the big man in order to win. That, to me, the psychology of a match like that will always play to, to, to my tastes. Um, but you gotta, you got to have a babyface in there versus, versus Gargano. He's too, much, he's too much of a dislikable heel for, for, for it to work. You could just throw Gargano and Dunn in there and say, go out there and bang on each other oh, for 15 sure. minutes, and everyone would love it. I thought that this was going to be Loomis. I fully believe that we were going to be seeing Dexter Loomis in this role. So um, I'm a little surprised that we did it. A little thankful, not a, not to bury the guy or anything, but come on, let's be real. I, I love Dexter Loomis. I, I don't know how you work a real match with Dexter Loomis versus Jerry Gargano. The, I, I love his character and everything, and I think he can work. But they've just, they've said, in the Battle Royal, he stood in the corner for the entire thing and nobody attacked him because he's so spooky. Like he was, he was doing like the T-Rex thing. Maybe if I stand still, they won't be able to see me. And it worked. Like 
they've 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 done a disservice by making him all spooky and that's all he is i think he could do other things but but what he is even though i love what they're what what he presents it's not champion that's not a thing that you can do with him for me the spookiness all of that him coming off as a big creep whatever in the beginning that was fine and dandy months months into this now however long it's been now i don't see it as anything special anymore it's kind of like all right i get it he creeps me out do i want to see him outside my window no i don't but it's like what else give me something else because the creepiness only lasts a couple of seconds and after that i want to see what is behind that like why should i be creeped out besides the eyes and the mustache why should i be creeped out give me something else to work with here so for me that those are my my thoughts on Loomis. Here's another guy that could potentially take the title from from Gargano. It's the same guy I mentioned earlier because you got a lot of good heels and you need some good baby faces. Roderick Strong, throw him in there with Gargano. Like, yeah, just bring him back, put him in that spot. Nerd Guru says it seems like Johnny refuses to leave NXT. I don't blame him. Should have lost to Kushida, but now here we are. I, I would have been fine if Kushida won the title. Yeah, no, that that was the that was the opportunity they had, and they did not go with it. So. Jam One has a completely opposite take. Says it might be a hot take, but I'm over Gargano being in NXT. He's getting stale on the takeovers. He seems uh, to lose when he should win and win when he should lose. He should have lost to Reed tonight. I don't think it was Bronson Reed's time, honestly. But what do you guys think? Did See, he- that's, well- that's an indictment on like what the options are because I agree it wasn't Bronson Reed's time. Yes, he's a fantastic talent. All of that being all of that included. It wasn't his time yet. So whose time is it? The only person I can think of is Kushida. He just lost. Exactly. But that's still like that. That's like the only other option, though. I mean, unless you guys have a better one. Like they, the the thing with 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 Kushida is they 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 sold me on the feud because of their backstage brawl and everything, and then Johnny faking that he had broken his elbow and everything. Like it was it was great. It was a perfect lead up to a to a title change, and they didn't go with it. It's just, it like it's a I I agree with part of the thing. I'm not over God gonna be in NXT because the the other option is he's on the main roster and oh Jesus, do I not want to see what that is. <laughs> oh, see, and that really sucks because it, it sucks because there's a lot of people that I think that their qualities would uh their stronger qualities would do a lot better on the main roster. Yes, but and not- I can- not right, not Gargano, just because I still think that there's still so many up and coming talents that we might not know of yet. There may be some guys that, you know, could grow to become something bigger. So even though it feels like we're sort of out of options or possibilities for Gargano, I don't think we necessarily are. So I do think that we could have, you know, more storylines, more feuds, obviously down the line with people that come up. Um, but yeah, it, it, it does suck, though. It does suck because I'm not necessarily feeling Gar- Johnny Gargano right now as champion. But it's like, again, what is the alternative? Brian Lewis says he messed up Super Chat earlier. He wanted to ask Alex to take his hat off because we're both bald, which is obviously awesome. He wanted to see the nut head. The nut head. <laughs> Denise, what's your favorite kind of nut? Um, I like walnuts. Okay, it's fine. Sorry, I couldn't remember. No, I think I like, no, I'm confusing the walnut. No, I like cashews. I couldn't remember what it was called. And I was like, it's a walnut. No, it's a cashew. (laughs) You like cashews. That that's where that's where Alex and I. Yeah. Are at. See, that's- you you threw me you threw me a curveball, and I was like, I'm not prepared to answer what kind of nut I like. 
Why you should be prepared to answer what kind of nut you like? Like, like my, my, the honest answer for me is cashew. But, um, but uh, I, I will always, if anybody asks me that, to get the pop, to get the, the comedy. But the word macadamia is one of the funniest words in the English language. So, if you macadamia nut, that's that's really funny to me. Is it really? Because I actually think that. Well. I don't think it's that funny, but I do think though <laughs> that the macadamia well, nut know, cookie is I'm fantastic. Wrong. Oh, it's so good. That's that's, that's brilliant. Yes, yeah, shout out to the macadamia nut cookies out there. They're bomb. They are very, hey, very good. Hey, Sean Rossap, I see you in the chat. Let me run the offense. How about that, buddy? Uh, <laughs> Sexy Pheasant says, bring over Dragunov into NXT and do him versus Gargano. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be really good. I think uh, there's so many people that we can say Dragunov versus this person. So and so versus you know just keep doing it. Zach Connor goes uh, Ali and Gargano. Well, sure, but let's get let, first first order business. Let's get Ali to NXT, and then you can do whatever you want with him. That's that's all I can say. Um, Brandon Charles Powell says y'all don't want to see Gargano versus the Fiend. Me neither. <laughs> I booked that in my my TEW series. I had this whole thing where the Fiend got amnesia. And everything, and it was just a fantastic story. <laughs> what about Loomis versus the Fiend? Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't want to see it, but do you guys want to oh, see it? Yes, my, yeah, hundred percent. I want to see that. Are you do you me? really, though? Yeah, I love the all Fiend. Right. The Fiend's my guy. All right. Oh uh, man, are you trolling me? Are you being sarcastic, <laughs> or is this for real? Watch the product. What about Theory <laughs> and Hartwell turning on the Garganos? Uh, we don't need Austin, babyface Austin Theory. No, there's so, so, some somebody was like in in my Twitter chat, like was like it's Austin Theory's being groomed to take over uh, Johnny Garganos' title, and I'm like, well, at least it's not Austin Theory during the grooming this time. Yeah, oh, I, I wasn't. It wasn't going there, but Alex did. Uh, no, okay. No yeah, comments. Sure. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. awesome theory. Um, me and all my wrestling cohorts, fans, believe it was Kushida's belt to win. Vengeance, also Team Cashew all the way. There we go, Ben Shrewsbury. Yes, good man. Team Cashew. That, that's what we're here for. Um, we got here. Have the utmost faith that the WWE man roster will fuck up EO, Carrie, and everyone. Please don't censor that. Yeah, I mean, look, it. It is what it is. Uh, see, I actually think Johnny and Candice and the way gimmick will work better on the main roster than NXT. Oh, I, if I they think, actually yeah. kept this gimmick as is, it would yeah. work great. But you'd know they wouldn't. Yeah. You know they wouldn't. That's the problem. They, they'd oh, screw it up in some way. I can't stand it on NXT. It's been one of those things where I'm like, oh, really? like every time it comes up, I just roll my eyes on this one. Really? Wow. Uh, Ken and Terry says, I'll lead to NXT right now. I'll agree with Alex. Ali's a guy who could definitely be freshened up in NXT, yeah. that fresh coat of paint that they love, 100%. Before we get into the first of our two co-main events, let me run this ad by one Sean Ossep. There's an awful lot of talk about standing and delivering this week. But you know what? I'm not here to shame you. Maybe you need to lie down and deliver. Maybe you need to deliver on all fours. Maybe you need to be upside down and deliver. I don't know how you do your thing. But if you want some help standing, BlueChew.com, code Fightful, has you covered. BlueChew.com, code Fightful. Get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. And it'll give you some more confidence in your wallet as well. 
Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you and find the right ingredient and strength for your, for your prescription so you don't need to go to a pharmacy. You don't need to go to a doctor's office. It prepares and ships direct right here in the USA. It's cheaper than those other options. And it's got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form at a fraction of the cost. What? How? Fraction of the cost? How about free? Your first shipment free. You just pay $5 shipping. Process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription in days. All done online. Stand and deliver. BlueChew.com. Code Fightful. A more tame read tonight. No wars with penises tonight. That's good. Like That's good. Tonight. Yeah. I don't understand. Jeremy, why can't why can't Sean let you do the Bluetooth reads? Let you have a moment in the spotlight. He's gotta be the man who talks about the penises, Denise. Mm, yeah, That's his whole gimmick. If he didn't do that, what 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 use would we have for him, you know? Sean like doesn't, it's job security. Sean doesn't like to share his dick pills. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's very, very unfair. I agree, but you know, it's job security again. He's just selfish, selfish person. For if we're being honest, co-main event, NXT title match, Finn Balor, Karrion Cross, Karrion Cross won. I don't want to talk about it, Alex. <laughs> oh, now you need to talk about it. Screw uh, me and Alex. Jeremy, get the floor here. Why don't no. you want to talk about it? Give us no, your cause, thoughts. Because because he's going to say what I'm going to say. Like, All right, I, someone I, better say it. I. <laughs> I I don't I've never gotten the killer the killer carrying cross thing like I just it doesn't it doesn't work for me at all especially now they're like he's a Brazilian jujitsu master and a gladiator also don't mind his dark sorceress wife who lip syncs through their entrance in black and white with fog for no reason like it used to be they were the spooky couple now he's a fighter who also happens to be married to a dark sorceress the the presentation is awful for this for this for the cha- the champion of your entire brand the presentation is awful i thought the match was great like finn balor wrestled a perfect match against carrion cross he had all of the stuff scouted he had a counter for everything and cross won anyway because in wwe size wins that's that's just the way it works i mean almost all the time a guy who's much bigger wins against a guy who's smaller i i actually thought they should have just ended it when when he got out of the armbar and just knocked Finn cold with the elbows, just have the guy call it. Well, damn, he's out cold. You got to stop the match. He can't protect himself anymore. That's a great way of saving um, Finn Balor there because Finn Balor had the match won and it was just Cross was a, was a man possessed and knocked him out. That to me is how you is how you do the finish of that match to preserve Finn Balor in some way and also make Karrion Cross look like a legitimate badass. I think that the ceiling that I see for Cross isn't like rock bottom. It's just not here. It's just not at this, which is they let Finn Balor get so much more offense on Cross than anybody has, which is good for Balor. But also in contrast, like Keith Lee looked like a helpless baby in the ring next to to Karrion Cross compared to this. So like my hot take is, Considering everything that's happened on both brands, NXT and Raw, they never should have taken the belt off of Lee and they never should have brought him up. Like if they weren't ready to really push him as soon as he got there, then why bring him up and why take the belt off him and give it, put it on cross and, and make him look so weak 
opposite cross in that at that moment. I think that they made all kinds of bad decisions for for months now. Finn has been holding everything down, and be like, thank you, Finn, for holding on to this belt and being a great champion. But this is the guy we wanted to be champion before. We pushed him to the moon with no explanation and a really bad presentation of him. We're going to continue with that. Thanks, Finn. You can go back now. I don't like that. All right, so here we go. I'll, I agree with a lot of what Alex said, but not all of it. In terms of the presentation, I actually love the presentation. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of everything that Scarlet does and their entrance and all of that. I love all of that. Their little, you know, fall and pray, the TikTok stuff. All of that is, for me, I like it. But in terms of the match itself, um, I did not expect to see Cross walking out as champion whatsoever. I truly, I was like 99 point nine 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 percent sure that it was gonna be Finn all right because there's just more there's more to do with Finn as champion I think when you were talking about that ceiling it's more of like there's more options of these matches that Finn can have with all of these you know different guys one of them being I thought my prediction was okay Finn is obviously gonna have a match with whoever wins you know between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly so that's where you know I was heading at that was the direction that I thought they were going at so when Cross won I was completely surprised by it because again I did not see it happening and I get it like he was person that you know as champion but unfortunately he got injured and all of that and that really does suck and I get that they still want to give him his moment however as much as I like cross I do think that Finn Balor was literally the best champion one of the best champions in wrestling right now and in terms of the match rate in terms of the work rate that he's been having in all of his matches I don't think a lot of other champions compare to what Finn Balor has been doing as champion so I did not think that he should have lost tonight I definitely think that he should have won and so I am curious to see, you know, how Cross is going to be as champion. Uh, I hope that it's something that the fans can get behind of, especially because based on what I saw on social media, based on what I'm hearing, you know, with you and Alex right now, it kind of seems to me like there's less people being excited about Cross as champion than uh, than the than being happy about it. So that's what sucks here too. And I do agree too in terms of when this match should have actually finished. It would have made it would have looked more awesome for Cross to actually knock out Finn Balor I thought that would have been that would have been a great way to make him look like a real badass that would have been awesome and in terms of this the actual match itself though one of the things that I liked about it was the fact that both guys even though they both respect somewhat you know respected each other as as opponents I think they both underestimated each other in this match so you saw that a lot in this match where you know Finn would do something and then Cross would sort of be like oh like I he didn't see it coming right so they did a lot to each other that a lot of the that they didn't see it coming so I liked that aspect of it too and um here's the thing as well though is that this match was good and this was the best that Cross has has looked thus far but a lot of that was due to Finn Balor it was due to what Finn Balor brought in the ring so that is where I'm kind of like a little nervous wondering what future matchups are going to look like with Cross as champion so that is why I did think that Finn Balor should have won. Although I am happy for Cross, I do think that Finn should have retained. I'm with Alex on the the Karen Cross stuff. It's it's not for me, and I realize as a fan of uh, the creative genius Bray Wyatt that that might come off <laughs> hypocritical. But the presentation, like Alex said, it's like it, 
Scarlet does witchcraft, and then he's like, I'm going back to my catch-as-catch-can wrestling Brazilian jiu-jitsu Muay Thai roots. It's like, what? You're throwing fireballs in people's faces, and she's doing Jedi mind tricks to get you tag team matches and stuff. What are we talking about? She conjured a fireball out of thin air to to attack Keith Lee. Remember that? Also, yes, exactly. She she used her weird witchy powers to get to get Danny and and Oni to give up a, t- a title shot. And in the midst, because she can see the future, she knew that Danny was going to be put out, which screwed over Oni. So she knew that Danny was going to get injured and made them give her the match anyway, even though she knew because again they're telling us she can see the future. She knew. They weren't gonna win the match anyway. They weren't gonna become champions, so she screwed over Oni on purpose. Alex, you never dated a crazy gal. You've never dated one that was off her rocker. Maybe I, this is just what's happening to Cross. I, 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 I tried to avoid them. I wasn't entirely successful in my younger days, but I tried to avoid them at all costs. See, like, I get it. I get the fact that, you know, she can't be a witch and all of this other nonsense. The reason why I like it is because it feels unique to them. I don't feel like anybody else is doing it because it feels different for them. And I get what you're going to mean. Like, no one else is doing it because it's nuts, right? In your perspective. But I like it. I think it's cool. And I love what Scarlett brings to the table. I think she's bringing something that I especially, I... I watch and I'm thinking that's freaking cool. Like I, I want to be Scarlet when I'm watching this and I'm sure there's other people that feel the exact same way. So when you're seeing all of this, like sort of put together, like I like what they bring together as a pair. I don't know what she brings to the table at all, honestly. Like she, she brings what, a do you, what do you mean? She goes, fall Jeremy, I mean, my ears. That's what she says. I, 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 I think she can bring a lot. I think I think she is immensely point. talented. But as, as presented now, she's standing at ringside, and she, like it feels like she's not even doing what Lana did for Rusev in 2014, where she was like, "Okay, now you have to kill him because I told you to." Like she's not even do, like it'd be kind of one thing if like. Again, it's a problem with how they're presenting him and how they're presenting her, and they don't match up. If he was, like, in her thrall, and she could, like, send him out to kill people because she demanded it. No, that's too goofy. But, again, everything that she does is goofy. So They're edgy. The goofy that's part, what it's supposed to be. I think they're supposed to come across as edgy. edgy like that edgy, edgy couple. It, 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 looks, it looks like community theater. The entrance looks like bad community theater. It does not look it, like bad community theater. I it did does. bad community theater. We didn't have anything I that did, looked like I did, that. I did bad community theater too. We blew out the fog budget in the first weekend of a three-weekend run of the Scottish play. It was really, really bad how much fog we used. That's what it looks like. No, I'm a fan of this. I like it. All right. All right. I, think, I think it's great on the main roster. Um, Listen, oh, this is the thing. It's like, I think this this guy and, and his crazy sorceress wife are made for yeah. Vince McMahon. Like, I, can't, I can't wait for him to see <laughs> Karrion Cross, demand that he lose the belt and pull him up to Raw so I can make fun of him on Tuesday night. <laughs> not after not this show. After when I make fun of Raw on Tuesday night. I'm, I'm upset that Balor lost because I've loved Balor's run. He's so different from everything yeah. else in NXT too. Like his yeah. matches. I mean, th- take this yeah. one as well. Like, we're 500 finisher kickouts in a Finn Balor match. Like he he's working joints. He's uh coming up with counters and like he's actually laying stuff in. Like 
Balor's been so great. And this is the best carrying cross match I've seen in forever. And largely because Finn Balor is that damn good. Um, Nerd Guru says, I could have sworn Finn would retain and then immediate cross call down to feud with the Fiend for like all of eternity. Look, man, you give me a cross and Fiend feud. I'm a happy, happy, happy person. All right. That's a wet dream at 25 years old, like Chris Jericho for me. All right. I'm, I'm fine with that. Doomsday Saito and a forearm. That's all I see. Yeah. I'm with you guys. They should have just finished the match when he's beating the shit out of him on the ground. We didn't need anything more than that. A change in Finn's music, the focus on the demon picture, in the background, the hint of red paint. Do you think the demon is coming back, Alex? I mean, you could tell the story that he has a rematch with with Cross, and and uh, and brings the demon this time. But if they do that, they're not taking the title off of Cross. So the the story would be that Cross kills the demon. And I don't think he deserves that right. His sorceress wife could kill the demon. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that would that oh, would be man. that would be so much better. W- <laughs> you would like that. <laughs> At least she's a sorceress. So okay, so then the character would make sense then. Yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose. I that. Uh, cross winning was inevitable. They had to do it now, so they didn't have this rebuild this in four months. I don't mind cross winning if they keep him strong. They're going to keep him strong. Don't oh worry. yeah, he's. He's going to destroy anybody who gets in the ring with him from now yeah. on. That's for sure. They're going to keep him strong. Uh, Brandon Charles says Scarlet versus Alexa in a fireball match. Look, man, get Fiend and Scarlet against Alexa and Bray. Let's yeah. go. Put that on Mania. That's no, that. honest, Honestly, that is your co-main event of WrestleMania next year. If Vince gets a hold of Cross sometime before SummerSlam, that is your co-main next year. I hope so. I hope so. Cross is a fantastic wrestler, and I like this character, but NXT already has a way better creepy psycho character than Loomis. I don't think Cross is supposed to be creepy. But but he he was the beginning, and now he's not anymore. It's weird. Yeah, I don't think he's supposed to be creepy. Uh, Ray Callahan says, best community theater with a billion-dollar budget. Well, yeah, they have a billion-dollar budget, and they're blowing it all on fog machines. <laughs> Who doesn't like... I like fog machines and lasers and lights. <laughs> Denise, the voice of the voiceless. Thank so you. Denise. I speak for those that don't get the chance to. I'm Wait, the Lorax. I speak for the trees. Wait <laughs> a couple of people. Uh, Josh Baker says, where does Fen go for here? Please, please, please don't say... Raw after Mania, please. No, no. Mike Bungie also said, do we think Finn heads to the main roster after this loss? No, I don't think so. I I hope not. I mean, listen, I I don't know that they would do this, but at one point, before the world went crazy, they were teasing a Finn Balor versus Walter match. And if if if, if Finn said, you know what, I'm kind of homesick, I'll go back to, to Ireland and live there and tape stuff for NXT UK for a while. And we'll do that feud. Like the, like this Finn Balor who has counters for everything. I, I feel like could figure out a way to end the 800 or 900 day reign of Walter. I feel like he could do it. I, I would, like that. Yeah. That was one of the things that I also was talking about. Like, that's why I thought he was going to retain. I thought we were going to see a title versus title match with Walter since that was supposed to happen. That was, you know, in the books or whatever didn't. So that's why to me, I'm still shocked that cross one. Uh, the jam one said the ad read gets a zero out of 10. There was no Alex being Vanna white. Let's get into 
the main event here. Um, Music and Moonsault is going to kick us off. Great main event, but can we hurry up and fast forward to uh, Undisputed Air getting back together inexplicably so we can get back that awesome theme? What do we think of the this theme music with, with Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole? What did you make of these changes, Denise? It felt very simple. I don't think any of the songs were like, huzzah, you know, <laughs> like bang. Like here's like, I like themes that get me excited. Like when they hit, you're like, yes, this is my favorite wrestler. And I'm going to scream really loud for him. It didn't feel that way. Alex. Um, I, I, I think that Kyle should have new music, not this new music, but he should have new music. Adam Cole, he's the leader of the Undisputed Era. Like the whole, like his whole entrance is built built around boom and Adam Cole, baby, at a specific time in that music. Like, I don't see why he can't get custody of the music in the divorce. Like he should absolutely have custody of the music because I don't want to see. Let's not talk about Adam, divorces. Adam I wasn't going to go there even the though boom. I had a really good line, but I learned my lesson from last time. Boom. You can you can make the joke. I was upset last. I was going to say, well, Jeremy should know all about that. <laughs> I didn't get custody of shit, all right? I didn't get nothing. <laughs> Bruh. Sorry, Jeremy. Sorry. I was a dog, and I moved states. So, like, I wasn't going to... You didn't get to keep the dog? I'm sorry. The dog was way more hers than it was than it was mine. But we were arguing about the dog and money the, like, hours before you made that joke, and that's why I was a little... I took it harder than I should have. Because <laughs> really, I don't care, but I just got into an argument about it. Oops. Uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, main event, unsanctioned match. These two just tore into each other. Chains, tables that wouldn't break. That went televisions at each other. They did the uh, more Bam Bam. This is a Bam Bam tribute, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow tribute show. Uh, crashing through the stage, the, the steel stage there. The finish saw a very violent Adam Cole telling him to just stay down. He's better than him. He's always been the leader. Uh, O'Reilly pushed him off. They had the chair kind of propped up uh, on its back end there. Cole's on that. O'Reilly leaped off the top rope with the chain wrapped around his knee. Cole went into the Devon Dudley twitch, and then O'Reilly pinned him to conclude this feud. Denise, what did you think? All right. Now, I know, look, I know what the wrestling social media world wants me to say and is expecting me to say, but I'm not, I have to be true to myself because if I'm not true to myself, then I'll just be a big giant phony. So while I respect everything that was done in this match and everything that both men went out there and they did because they did a lot, you just recap some of it. And they, while they were all great spots and moments, um, unfortunately for me, there was a lot missing in this match that I found myself tuning out. I found myself thinking, all right, we're still going with this. All right, cool. Unfortunately, I did not like this match as much as I thought I would. I thought it went too long. I thought it felt very forced and it just wasn't for me. And I'm sorry. And if you like this match, I don't care. Like everybody can like what they like, but I just did it. Alex. I, I want to see you uh, uh, agree with her so that I can then have a counterpoint. That's what I, I'd like I, to see. I, you know, I agree with Denise. I was really excited for this match, and I did enjoy it. I thought it was good. But, man, like, I don't need 40-minute wrestling matches, all right? just Not even no that. Like, you can have are. a 40-minute match, but you got to keep me invested the entire they, they time. Did the hands thing, I, I just – it was a little I, – I kind of expected just more violence – it should have been more of a fight instead. Right. This was this felt more like 
a hardcore match. Like they, they, they didn't find a way to, I think, incorporate the weapons in a way that came across more to fit the storyline and everything that they had built towards. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, there's the, the Pulowski cut. Like there's the Snyder cut, which adds, <laughs> adds a bunch. The Pulowski cut of this match is a clean 16 minutes and all the best stuff is in it. And all the bad stuff is out. Um, because there's some really good stuff in this match. And there's a lot of stuff that is either trying to get from one good spot to the next good spot or just bad stuff. Like, and so, um, like for instance, um, the finish with the chain worked really, really well. The clothesline with the chain was one of the most damnedest spots I've ever seen where he just yanked the chain up and, and Kyle rang into it. That was great. Every time they wrapped the chain around something while doing a submission move and Vic Joseph lost his mind like, no, don't do the figure four with the chain wrapped around your own leg. What, what your, that man has a family. Like, come on. Like, there's that. Remember that thing where, like, Paige did the Becky, she did the, 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 the PTO on the announce table? Which that that submission like pulls somebody off of the surface that you're on, yeah. and Michael Cole reacted like, "Not on the table, Page. Not on the table." <laughs> like when they, like, they do like the sharpshooter on the table, right, exactly. Like, like oh. not on a different <laughs> flat surface than the normal flat surface. Think of the children who are watching this match. Um, every time they did that, it took me way out of it. I didn't like it at all, but I did appreciate using the chain the right way, which is like wrapping it around an appendage and driving that appendage into somebody, that would hurt. I love the Bam Bam Bigelow reverse going forward instead of backward through the stage. I thought it was a very curious decision to kick the wall of the ramp to remove Kyle, but okay, whatever. Um, uh, I thought the finish was good. I thought some there were some points of it that were good. They didn't do as much why am I so violent as I thought they were going to do, which is nice. Um, but the thing about it that I think I'll always remember the most from from all of this was that the end after like Cole's being like ten to two by seventy five medics. Um, but can we can we talk about how Cole? You probably shouldn't knock out the <laughs> ref good, if twenty <laughs> seconds later you're going to go for a pinfall. Like you should think like <laughs> two like at least one step ahead, Adam, before you do that. Anyway, Adam Cole's laid out on a stretcher. And Kyle O'Reilly like is backing up the ramp, and I thought for I, I swear to God, I thought he was going to fall into the hole because he got too close to the hole before he stopped. Then he goes around the hole and he goes up to the top, and the head ref uh, Drake comes around behind him and is like talking to Kyle, and they just not supposed to catch that in the shot, but they did. I don't know what he's telling Kyle, and I was like, oh, he's telling Kyle there's going to be like I don't know Bobby Fish is going to attack him or something, and he just stands there and like he turns around and like sees the camera and then stops turning around. And then half raises his arm. And then we go out. And I'm like, they were definitely planning something that they decided not to do. And now I got to know what it is. Otherwise, it's the most awkward, like weird way to go off the air of a takeover ever. Um, and, and Peacock, you got to do something about the whole, I can't pause or rewind or like, yeah, come on that. Like, let, 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 a guy, let a guy go the to the bathroom and during a 45-minute match. Let a guy go to the bathroom, please, <laughs> could you? I, I had to download the, the app for my iPad. Yes, I agree with that, too. Literally, I had people talking in my living room, and I was like, stop it. I can't see what's happening. 
Your grandma was talking about Rock and Austin. She was. I asked her during the main event because I tuned out a little bit. And I said, hey, do you want to watch some wrestling? I'm like, do you think you'd be a fan? And she was like, no. She started laughing. She said, no. She said, but I did like. And she said this in Spanish, which is it's funnier in Spanish. When she <laughs> said, she said, el huero pelón, el huero pelón, el huero pelón y el moreno. That's what she would like. It sounds really bad, but it, in, in English, it translates to wa- white bald guy. I'm sorry, Alex. <laughs> but that's I, I what mean, it translates to, and it was for Stone Cold. It, and so she was talking about Stone Cold and The Rock and how she used to like like them. Val says, hot damn, Denise, I agree. I honestly think this match didn't deliver on the emotional level that the build had to me. Look, I was, this was the match I was most excited for all WrestleMania week, and I was disappointed. Justin McLucky says, I still can't believe neither of them got busted open. Blood isn't totally necessary, but for a blood feud, it would have added more. Hashtag DWO. Uh, the Jam one says that the match was great, but the unsanctioned match didn't meet expectations, didn't live up to the others. Also, Cole needs to learn from Baker on how to do an unsanctioned match. No color. What the hell? And then one more on the uh, Britt Baker being the hardcore legend. I am the Lucha. Britt is definitely the hardcore legend of the house Cole. I thought I needed some blood too. I'm watching Moxley and Barnett on the second screen here, and they're how was they're that? Bleeding. I didn't see that. Oh, that ruled. They're they're bleeding all over. Moxley's biting the man as he's bleeding and everything. That match was great, and it didn't go 40 minutes either. I don't need these 40 minute matches. Uh, I'm with you, Alex. The 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 ending was weird because we saw the referee come out there, and then like nothing happened. I get, they stretchered off Cole. <sighs> It was disappointing. A little long. Disappointing. Like, like the, the, the guy that I want to see be the one to take out Cross is Kyle O'Reilly. I think you have an amazing story to tell where he's he's now exercised the demons of, of Adam Cole. He'll probably have a little mini feud where he has to beat Bobby Fish for custody of the Red Dragon um, thing. Uh, but, uh, but I think that there would be a really cool technical wrestling match between Kyle O'Reilly, who's a great technical wrestler, and and Karrion Cross, who's as we know is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu master, I think that'd be really great. Uh, um, and then we, I don't know, we'll figure out somebody else that he can like recruit to be like a dark sorceress to like be in his corner. So everybody's got each person got a dark sorceress, and then there's a technical wrestling match that happens in the ring, and there's dark sorcery that happens out of the ring. I think that'd be a really good match. Zia Lee, he can just recruit Zia Lee. There we go. Or, or whatever the dragon lady. Like, like, hey, Zaya, can I borrow? Can I borrow the the dragon, the five hundred year old dragon lady, to be my yeah. second in this match? Go. That'd be fun. Uh, Nerd Guru said, "RIP DMX, take a rule. No chance in hell on anything. Mania tops this. Where do you guys see Cole going now? There's nothing left, uh, and Raw equals death. I think Cole's staying." I don't. I don't think he's going up. I, I think he's staying. Do you guys? Def- what do you think? Definitely Denise? think he's staying. I don't yeah. see him going to the main roster. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think there's there's uh, they say that this, he's going to be there on Tuesday. That's what Triple H said on the call, uh, and that it's a chapter. It's another chapter in his career. That's fine. I think that there's certain guys who probably are NXT lifers. I wouldn't be surprised to see um, most of the uh, UE guys be that. I think Strong has probably has the best chance of making it on the main roster. I don't want to see anybody anybody from NXT go up and die. Like, I don't want to see any of that. Like, no more, if, gonna, please. If, if you want to go up, like, it should be somebody that Vince is going to be so enamored with that he's going to at least use, at least used, like, to, to the extent that it's like, oh, well, this is good. It's a good thing for your career that you're up there, as opposed to other than that. 
Um, but I will say this. Uh, we should be careful of this. Apparently, DMX's manager says he's still alive. So um, oh, that's good. G- good for DMX for still being alive. They're, they're, he's he's still fighting. So <laughs> good fight for DMX on. for still being alive. Fight on, DMX. That's what I say. <laughs> I hate when that happens, though, where there's like all these conflicting reports, and you're like, what do I believe? Yes. Uh, Carlos Easy says, Breeze and Cole sucking lemons today. I think Xavier's going to be sucking a lemon on Saturday, too. Cesaro's got a good shot not to suck the lemon. Yeah. But what you're, so. I'll ask this though for both of you guys. What was match of the night for both nights? Like, well, well, real quickly, both. Denise, let me run the offense here. Denise Salcedo, when oh, you I'm host sorry, the Jeremy. show, you can run the offense. There, I'm sorry, Jeremy, but you weren't <laughs> saying anything. And I was like, well, I wanted to ask. I was getting there. I had to read the super chat of the oh, sucking I'm sorry. the limits. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I stepped on your toes. <laughs> I apologize for stepping on your toes. <laughs> Uh, Jamencito Gomez says the this Capitol building sucks. The audience sucks. Full sale crowd has a different energy. I don't know. I mean, once I get back to full sale, that should be fine. I mean, I, I'm assuming it's basically the same crowd that would be just transplanted from one building to the next. It's right now they they're not helped by the fact that they've put up a wall of Thunderdome people and then put a chain link filter over the LED screens which doesn't necessarily look good. <laughs> JJ Lee said night one had better matches. Night two had better storytelling, a success overall. I think uh, S&D could be a mania weekend staple. Uh, night One night, though. Yeah, I think they'll go back to one night. Uh, Jacob mm-hmm. Toon says best match of the last two nights, and Ricardo Holt says top match is Ciampa versus Walter. Denise Salcedo, top match from night one, night two overall. Just stand and deliver your thoughts. I'm sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> you know, it's just my natural instincts kicking in here. But seriously, though, I don't I think it's Walter Ciampa. 150,000% that match. Hands down, went in there with the most um, pressure, I think. A lot of people were expecting a lot. And a lot of people had high expectations, including myself. And usually when you have very high expectations, there's a really good chance that they're not going to meet your expectations. And this match did. It delivered. I loved it. And I wish I could watch it every single day. So I would definitely go with this match as best match. And also, the big difference between night one and night two is that night one had... All the matches were good. Top to bottom brought something different and they all delivered in their own unique way versus night two. I felt a lot. I felt let down by several matches. Alex. Uh, night one was uh, Walter and Chomp. I don't think, I don't think there's an argument uh, there. Um, although I, 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 there were parts of the women's title match. I liked a lot. Um, and on night two, um, if they had ended, um, Finn and and Cross with the elbows to the back of the head and and calling off the match because oh my god Finn might be a, a corpse, um that would be match of the night and it might even for me rival Walter and and Champa because I thought that I thought Finn did such an amazing job making Cross look so good and vice versa, but because they decided to extend it into a point where I didn't like it at all, um uh for me night two was the ladder match. Like I thought that Escobar and Devlin did a great job uh, with that, but definitely it was it was Walter and Champa overall. Yeah, I think Walter Champa overall ladder match for night two. I thought night one was better as well. Uh, Third Chop says, "Ask Adam Blampate about Surfshark VPN so you can watch the network instead of Peacock." 
Uh, I think we have a VPN sponsorship. I don't know about yeah, we do. Yeah, Sean is selfish, but uh, and Ricardo Holt says just because you asked, Sean, send super chat so we can make our nuts. Everybody, we need more nuts. We need more nuts. Yeah, we need. Yeah, nuts nuts. are expensive. They really are. Yeah, yeah. All right, everyone. We got Taylor Swift to listen to, Denise. Let's get out of here. We do. Six minutes already of it being at seven minutes now, and I haven't listened. It's Sean's fault. He comes in here and he just ruins the flow of everything as usual. Denise Salcedo, where can the people find you? Besides All right. Before everywhere. before I go, I do have two interviews up on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. If you guys want to listen to the new NXT champion, Karrion Cross talk, I do have an interview up with him that everybody really likes. So check that out. Plus today I uploaded a brand new interview with Braun Strowman. Check that one out. It's really short. It's literally less than 10 minutes, but we get so much in that 10 minutes and you learn so much about Braun Strowman in those 10 minutes. So check it out. It's a good time youtube.com slash denise salcedo but other than that please follow me on twitter and or on instagram at underscore denise salcedo i'm trying to get to 20k followers by the time it's my birthday i have 40 days till my birthday and i need 2,000 new followers follow denise on twitter everybody please follow denise on twitter alex ricardo holt says nuts where can they where can you where can they find you talking about nuts, Alex Borowski? <laughs> I, t- I talk about things that are nuts, things that drive me nuts. Um uh, on Sour Graps uh uh two nights a week, uh and a double show now starting on Tuesday. So I uh, on Tuesdays I'll do the post NXT show, post NXT sour graps, and uh w- with with the way they're they're packaging their current champion, I'm sure I'll have no shortage of things to talk about. Um, and then immediately following that, you go from the regular YouTube channel where this is to Fightful Select, and I'll be doing uh, 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 talking about Raw. And then I also will talk about SmackDown on Saturdays. Uh, and you can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. There you go. Um, guys, we appreciate all the super chats. Thanks for getting those in. Thanks you for the thumbs ups. Thanks for tuning in these past couple of nights. So much more content coming your way here on youtube.com slash fightful tomorrow night. Sean and I will be here reviewing SmackDown a mania, uh, with everything going on. The Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal, the, the tag team match. We will be uh, night one WrestleMania myself, Sean, Alex, Robert T. Felice, We'll have the night one WrestleMania review show. Night two will be Sean, Alex, and Robert DeFelice reviewing night two of WrestleMania. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. We have watch-alongs for night one and night two of WrestleMania. I will pop on that. I don't know who else will pop on that, but anybody is welcome. Not really anybody. Anybody we approve <laughs> of is welcome. I mean, you know. I was going to say, oh. Jeremy, you're opening up the can of worms. Yeah, and anybody. Like, people in there. <laughs> You got to write a 12 page paper to, to get on, to get on the Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Fightful gaming, go over there, WrestleMania watch along Monday, Denise and Sean will be back Tuesday. Alex will be back Wednesday. Uh, Denise, or not Denise, Denise doing Wrong her own show. thing. Yeah. yeah. I got a bunch of other shows going on. Yes. <laughs> Wednesday, Sean and Robert Thursday, Friday. We just got shows every single day. Uh, you can watch The Distraction Thursdays, 3 p.m. We're out drawing the Luke Gallows. So uh, I believe that they now have to ask us to be on their show instead of us asking them to be on our show. I feel like that's just fair. Uh, again, guys, we appreciate the support. We, free, we appreciate the love. Fifle.com. Sign up to Fifle Select. I'm sure Sean will have tons and tons of news 
coming out of Mania Week, whether it's WWE, AEW, all the independent stuff, FIFOSelect.com. Subscribe to that. Sign up. We might outdraw Brian Myers. You see these numbers, Sean Rossop? Where's Myers sitting at right now? He's at 2K. You know where we're at, Sean? 2K for today's distraction. And that interview has been up for three days. So by tomorrow, we will have him outdrawn. Look, Sean, we're big stars, all right? The distraction, we're, we're, we're doing numbers. We're doing numbers, buddy. Thank you, guys. Thank you again, guys, for tuning in. We'll talk to everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.